Well, hello there, and thank you for choosing to tune in to the Paul Leslie Hour, purveyor of interviews with creative people as heard on the radio airwaves, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Audible, and countless other platforms. Today we have an interview from the archives with one of the mainstays of the Atlanta singer-songwriter scene. This episode features Paul Leslie's in-studio interview with Michael Eagleson. Michael sings, he writes songs, he plays guitar as well as a little harmonica, just a bit of drums, and some piano now and then. Eagleson's a very talented songwriter and has made some really great albums. Hey, speaking of all those listening platforms, we're involved in an ongoing effort to get all these interviews available to the masses. And you can help us with the continuation. Just go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thank you for everyone who contributes. Now let's see what Michael Eagleson has to say. It's right here on the Paul Leslie Hour. Enjoy, my friends. Enjoy. We have Mike Eagleson on the show today. Mike is an Atlanta area musician who has been wowing music fans. I first saw Mike Eagleson when he was playing an opening party for Jimmy Buffett before the Jimmy Buffett concert at Phillips Arena. He was playing some Buffett-esque stuff, and he was also playing his some of his original music. Mike, tell us, how would you describe your music? Well, I describe my music just as rock and roll. Uh, it's been called a lot of different things, though, uh, from folk to country to um, pop to all kinds of different things. So I have a lot of different influences, and it all goes in there. But to me, it's just rock and roll. Now, I was listening to your uh, your first album, Don't Wait Up, which also features Jeff Pike and some harmonica riffs from Scott Nickerson. Um, what exactly inspired you when you were making this album, Don't Wait Up, and how did it become to be? Um, well, Don't Wait Up is actually a collection of songs that I had written over a span of probably seven or eight years. So it was influenced by a lot of different things, a lot of relationships, uh, as you can tell by a lot of my songs are inspired by different relationships. But um, it came to be, I had started playing around Atlanta in bars and that sort of thing, and played some of my originals. People responded to them well, and got a lot of people asking me if I had any CDs available, so... I uh, talked to Jeff Pike and uh, went into his studio and recorded it. Uh, picked out um, 12 songs that I really wanted to express on that album and went from there. So speaking of Jeff Pike and the Atlanta Parrothead scene, how did you get associated with the Atlanta Parrothead Club? And how did, how did you discover the music of Jimmy Buffett? Um, well, I first discovered Jimmy Buffett when I was in high school. Uh, my dad had a tape of the songs you know by heart, um, which I kind of absconded from him and uh, loved it. Um, I didn't really become a parrot head until I was in college. And um, actually, uh, Captain Bob Harris uh, was a good friend of mine, uh, was a big influence on me. He took me to my first couple Jimmy Buffett shows and just had a great time, met a lot of great people. And 
When I moved from Illinois to Atlanta after I graduated from college, I was I was in the online scene. I was one of the older members of the Cafe Margaritaville on AOL. <laughs> um, I was the wino and I, for those of you who remember those days. But um, Carol Friedland was the one who recommended that I look up Scott Nickerson when I got to Atlanta and joined the Parrothead Club. So she and Scott are kind of responsible for getting me into the club. I contacted Scott, and he told me what was going on, where they were going to be. Uh, that's been about nine years ago, and I've been a member ever since. And uh, at Hemingway's Bar and Grill, you recently played the uh, opening party for the Bo- Bipolar Bear album. Um, it's a very interesting album. I couldn't help but wonder, who is the bipolar bear? I kind of got the idea. I was looking on the inner jacket, and there was a picture of you, and they had like the two sides, I guess the two sides of everyone. So what inspired bipolar bear? Well, uh, actually, the idea for the name of the album, Bipolar Bear, came from my friend Brent Jones. Um, we have worked together at a couple different places and uh, have become really good friends over the years. Um, actually, we were friends before we worked together, but uh, I was telling him about when I, we were recording the second CD, I was telling him about the songs and that kind of half of them were happy, upbeat songs and the other half were kind of cynical, uh, down, not happy songs. <laughs> and he suggested I name the album Bipolar Bear and we just kind of started talking about it from there. And I... Uh, did all the artwork and the photography on the cover myself. I put it together with Photoshop. It's like 20 different photos melded together. Um, and I was a little worried at first about the name because uh, I know I thought it was humorous, but I know there are a lot of people that might get offended. But I talked to a couple friends of mine who actually had uh, kids with bipolar disorder, and they thought it was great. So I went with it, and um, I... I'm pretty proud of the artwork, and I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking with the whole the whole two sides, the the bipolar thing, I know one of the there were two songs on there: happy song and the sad song, and they're not exactly what you'd think they would be. Exactly. Tell, tell me about that. That was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if those who have heard the album know that happy song is not at all a happy song, it's one of the bitter, cynical songs, and. Uh, sad song, on the other hand, is actually a happy song. So it, I, those two together kind of define what the album's all about, the whole dichotomy of <laughs> um, good and bad and my personality and personality of some of the subjects of the songs. And <laughs> So out of all the songs you've done, you perform, and, and of course your own original music, what would you say would be your favorite of the Mike Eagleson songs and why? I've been asked that question before, and it's it's tough because I, you know, I put the songs on the albums because I like them all. But I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but I can narrow it down to two, um, and one from each album. Um, my favorite for a long time was Superhero, uh, which is sort of a life story kind of song, and I I'm just very proud of the lyrics. And it's one of my favorite songs to play. Uh, the other one off the Bipolar Bear album is Sad Song, actually. And um, again, I'm just very proud of it. It's one of the songs I enjoy playing. 
So where do you hope to take all this with your music? Well, you know, when I was young, I had dreams about being a rock star, but <laughs> now that I'm older and <clears throat> I, of course, I realize that's not going to happen now or it's very unlikely that it would happen. <laughs> um, but I enjoy, I still enjoy playing out for people. I enjoy playing my music as well as other people's music. And as long as there are people who come out and see me and buy my CDs, then I'll keep playing and keep putting out CDs. So so how can the listeners um, either go see you play or find out more about you or, or get your albums? Um, best place to do all that is my website, which is eaglesongs.com. Uh, eagle, like the bird, songs.com, which is a play on my name, obviously. This radio show, as you know it, is worldwide. Is there anything you want to say to the world, including all of your fans? Buy my albums. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Write me a check. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate thanks, you Paul. coming on the show. It was great to be here. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.